All right, welcome back to another episode of Rod Ben Ambassadors. I am your host, Greg, from at Greg Lord Outdoors, here with the kind of co-host now at this point. I mean, I feel bad saying that with uh, Nick not being around, but Ben and Ryan have uh, pretty much taken over that spot because it seems like all we do is talk about tournament fishing and everything, and Nick's not part of that. But forever and always, the big, big fluffy guy, big big bearded ginger man is going to be uh my co-host but until until he's able to actually get on here for something then I guess it's going to be these two uh jackaloos or whatever you want to call them um so yeah i guess i'm going to start out first and say uh new podcast who this because i got a sweet ass logo now courtesy of uh mr phil robertson i'm pretty stoked about that yeah it's badass together for you huh yeah, he uh Phil he, Phil's been putting Phil's been putting out so much graphic work for like our tournament series and obviously Greg his logo. Phil's pretty much rebuilt our entire website. Actually not pretty much. He has rebuilt the entire website. There's no pretty much there. And uh, it, it looks some stuff for me. It looks fantastic. Yeah, he did. Uh, he did a super awesome job. I am absolutely uh, stoked with how it turned out. Um, he may have gotten a little bit upset with me because I had one idea. We ran with it. Didn't turn out kind of how I anticipated it would. Went down another rabbit hole, found exactly what I want. Even Nick, whenever I first showed him the one, he was like, ah, man, I don't really know. Like the whole skeleton, like doesn't that doesn't like really fall in line fishing. It's like, yeah, man, but I want to be something different. And then the day that I went down to his place and got all trashed on bourbon. Um, I showed him the, uh, the new one that Phil did. He was like, all right, I can get down with that shit. That's really cool. So, uh, super happy about that, but yeah, we are back for another episode. This, I, would say, I don't think this is the first one for the year. We did the, the preview of 2024 for the series with you two, um, for the first episode of the year. However, this is kind of the the first big episode of the year because I'm tired of talking to these two idiots. Uh, <laughs> and there's a, a third voice uh, other than mine that's in there. And tonight we are joined by Mr. Jake Harshman. What's going on, buddy? Not much, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's not every day we get to talk to a, a Susquehanna hammer, but, you know, it's... Uh, it's pretty. It's a pleasure to have you on YouTube star, TikTok sensation. I'm know. like a rubber. I'm like a rubber mallet, not so much a hammer. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, we were talking before we started uh, recording, and you know we we're saying about viewership and everything. And Jake made the remark about views going up on on his site uh, or on his YouTube. Uh, videos whenever like tournaments are going to happen and i was like i am 100 percent guilty of that one because for the <laughs> susquehanna last year i he was one of the ones that i definitely looked into him uh jeff little i mean i watched some of like christine stuff whenever she was out there uh nolan stuff like you know i didn't have those kind of fucking days i wish i did but um you know i always see i always see bridge pillars and concrete stairs in all jake's videos yeah yeah <laughs> you know, you know, a, a lot of a lot of people say that but it, it, it just so happens that the last susquehanna tournament didn't have any bridge piers or pillars you, on there you, so yeah you weren't anywhere around there yeah. i mean you know what's the thing about it like i live in hershey so harrisburg's 15 minutes away 
Yeah. And why why in the hell would I drive an hour to go fish for somewhere for fish, fish I can catch in, in, in Harrisburg, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, you so just gotta know I, how to fish it. By default, a lot of times I end up down in the city. But the the other, the other nice aspect is there's a lot of interesting things you can see in the city down there that you can't see up north. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. We can uh, talk about that if you want. But... Well, I, we can, we'll, we'll get into it. Don't worry about that. Um, yeah, it was it's it's interesting because I, as I, you know, it said right before, you know, pretty, pretty new in the uh, tournament game and everything. And I'll just go back to our event on the Susquehanna this year. And it's, it was very impressive to see, like to watch the videos that you put out and other people I've mentioned and, you know, stuff that I've watched and seeing the, the size and the numbers that you do. And then for, you know, me to float seven miles or whatever with Ryan and everything. And I caught three damn fish the whole time but it probably was you know like you said jake i probably you know wasn't fishing the right spots the right speed all that kind of stuff it was my first ever time like day on the water out there i mean we went out tried to pre-fish on saturday or friday and poor anthony's drive fell apart and you know we had all kinds of uh all kinds of stuff happen but uh it was you know it was still awesome that that river is it it's a it's a little gem here in Pennsylvania, that's for sure. Yeah, it's you know it's a it's one of the most unforgiving fisheries that you ever experience. Um, it's going to work you out no matter if you're pedaling or if you have a motor. Um, you're going to get a full workout because even if you have a motor, you're still going to have to use a paddle in this river. It's not like you can just cruise around. I mean, it, the current and the way the rocks are set up, but um, you know, and and it has Great Lake smallmouth that live in three feet of water most of their lives so you know they they have no option but to go up um they get very very acrobatic and if you can nail down a pattern man it's a special special place for sure yeah it's it was awesome i you know didn't didn't do well out there but uh we have some great backgrounds right now we definitely could not be (laughs) doing video but it would be it'd be awesome um yeah, it was it was pretty cool to fish out there. And as I said, watching watching your videos, which uh, we're going to get into talking about your YouTube and everything here in a minute. It, you know, I don't know. I just don't really know what to say of that river other than it's super intimidating. It can be super amazing if you get into it. Um, I didn't. Some other guys didn't, but other ones did. I th- and I think I'm changing. Awesome. I'm changing my approach out there. I think I'm going to focus on more single access until I really hammer down like some areas. Cause the problem with floating is you just pass so much fishable water that you can't, like that river is so big. You don't have time to like work anything on a tournament day. Like Jake's, I don't want to say Jake is lucky that he lives out there, but he also has like the ability to live close enough to like go get on the water in different areas within an hour of his house. That if, weather dictates where he needs to go he can go do it and know what he's doing for us that's a lot harder because that's bare minimum three hours and 10 minutes so like that's not we can never get out there so i think i'm just going to focus on single access because there's there's enough content out there that you can kind of to single access you can kind of like get a good idea where you need to be what you need to be throwing at what time of year water conditions and stuff like that so 
yeah, it's it's a beautiful place, man. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, you know, you referenced it with the with the float trips versus the single access. When you're floating through an area, you have a timeline to get. Hold on. Uh, I got to sneeze. Please stop. Wait, is it coming? Is it coming? It's coming. Uh, uh, I think I think it's subsided. Okay. It might just come at random. <laughs> um, but just to when you're floating through an area, you know, if you have the ability to get out of your boat and and wade fish, I think a lot more people need to do that. Because most of the time what happens when you're floating through an area, you might get one, maybe two casts at the most productive area. And next thing you know, you passed it. Yep. And there's like and, 15 solid fish in it. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's the, 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 the single access versus float um, argument can be made. I, I personally don't know when, when a, a period of time would be that I would want to float versus single access. I, I would rather single access all the time. Yeah, Even if I, that means going downriver and fishing back up, like I would rather single access every single time. Yeah. If I, if I could have used my AP out there, I would have definitely, I mean, I went with Ryan and Phil and Anthony. So like we were with a group and it was fine. It was my first time out there. I would have never, you know, wanted to just be like, all right, peace out losers. I'm going to go figure out what I want to do on my own here. Like, especially on a river that I don't know that could be very treacherous if you don't know it that well. Uh, but my old town is not really suited for that river just because the drives underneath and everything. So I was, you know, floating is my option cause I don't have a, a motor on my other kayak, but uh, it was regardless, you know, had a good time and all that stuff, but yeah, your, your YouTube videos were, were ones I watched uh, and that's, you know, what led you into uh, the good old realm of the YouTube to, start having some fun on there I was if, trying you to be call, cool. if you want to call it fun i was trying to be cool i was trying to make my kid think i was cool because my kid was always watching youtube but what i, I feel, found i feel was that. that jesus yeah <laughs> what i found that my kid doesn't think that i'm cool even if i am on youtube so he he doesn't watch my stuff <laughs> so um but yeah that was the main drive like whenever i first started i was just like kind of pissing around like i'm gonna start a youtube and maybe my kid will watch me and think i'm cool but I guess I'm not. I'm still dad. He only so. thinks titties and bush are cool, huh? That flag he has. <laughs> yeah, it's spot on. He does have that flag. <laughs> uh, uh, I bought it. I bought him some Bush NA beers one time, and he was not very happy with me. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. Speaking of beverages, anyone anyone sipping on anything? Yes, Ryan? sir. You know it. Oh yeah. yeah, Diet Mountain Dew, baby. Let's go. It like don't, uh, the picture morphs into the can so well that like that should actually be like a label <laughs> for them. One of these like just just like that. Yeah, try it, try it. Yeah, I got some uh some Ithaca cousin Eddie. It's named cousin Eddie. It's got to be good. Oh, look at you repping repping the the sponsors. Yes, I don't uh, I don't partake very much in the consumption of alcoholic beverages. Yeah, I'm Not I'm pretty right. wild enough sober so. That's what Van, that's what Van exactly tries to say, same. but we know it's not true. Yeah, you're actually. I think the last, uh, I mean, not the last time I saw you because I've obviously seen stuff on your social media and everything. But I was in the Bass and Brews like 
end of year thing that you were on there for. And it was just fun. Like everyone's just going ballistic and Jake's literally just sitting there like in the middle square, like, yep, what's up guys? Like, (laughs) Did, did you, did you watch that from the very, very beginning? No, I jumped in probably like 30, 45 minutes in. And then I was only on there for maybe about the same amount of time. And I'll put it to you this way. I have a clip that I'm not allowed to post. (laughs) It's not allowed. It's sure. not allowed to be posted because Bass and Bruce doesn't want it on there. I'm sure it was something. I, it it had to have been Paul because there's all there's only one person that probably. I don't, Greg. I don't think you saw this, but I can't remember whose organization it was. But they went live, and Robert Brown was literally sitting on the effing toilet taking a shit. <laughs> I think wasn't it Robert Brown? I there was know. there was somebody. There was one of the guys. He was literally like we're doing right now they were doing a video podcast and he was shitting on the toilet it was the <laughs> wildest thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> oh man that's like a, the the meme i can't remember if i said it to you guys are the real of like the dogs that have that look on their face like oh god like what's going on and the one is like when you're when you're shaving your junk and all of a sudden your screen starts having hearts on it or like you're using your phone to illuminate shaving your junk and all of a sudden there's hearts all over you're like oh shit it's on live like i typically <laughs> video chat van Tine whenever i do that <laughs> hey wifey hi sammy she's, oh, she's like, i have i have uh i, I bug or whatever oh. they're called in there's my Did mister you... right there oh he's about to wake up from his nap his did dad. you tell her that I did you tell her that I said hi wifey? Oh Jake said hello, Sam. Jake's on. I don't know if you saw him. Oh. Or not. <laughs> oh, he, said, he said hi wifey. He said hi wifey. Actually, Get it right. Hi, hi wifey. wifey. <laughs> he said tell his boy I said hi. <laughs> uh, little <laughs> little River Van Tyne making his first podcast appearance. Oh that's awesome. Yeah, YouTube is Congrats, a congrats, by the way, Ryan. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. Yeah. YouTube is a realm where it's, it's just like one of those things. I, I have a like four or five videos on my, my page and they're hunting stuff. Like it's, you know, I, I had intent of wanting to do a lot with the, with kayak fishing and, you know, fly fishing up in Erie for steelhead. And, you know, I have a GoPro on me every single time I'm out and it's just, I mean, the laptop I'm on, I bought specifically to do video editing so I could run DaVinci better and have a better processor and that sort of stuff. It's just, there's a lot of damn work to go into and I enjoy it, but I actually enjoy more to just get the video and make like reels and stupid shit on like Instagram and everything for, cause it's just more fun. Like there's, you know, it's not as much editing. I take a cut of a video clip. I put it with some like, music or some you know dubbed over uh movie clip or something like that and you know it gets like that shit gets funny like it's i that's why i enjoy it so i i see both aspects of it um i so i'm i'm behind the game in terms of like the youtube shorts and the instagram reels and the tiktoks like that that phenomenon with the that 15 to 30 second clip aspect has really taken on and the unfortunate thing like i started doing full length videos right i didn't start doing reels well reels and shorts take off so much quicker than full length videos because 
the average human's attention span is like seconds. that fucking yeah. big, right? Yeah. So like I that's why I, I, I can't enjoy, edit video. Well, yep. I enjoy sitting down and like if I get if I get a bunch of you know like a full day's fishing trip, I love sitting down and, and that artistic ability to put all those together and clip them all up and you know edit them to make them look you know good and stuff like that is that's fun for me but a lot of that is lost now because everyone's just making shorts and they only need 30 seconds of something cool or even less 15 seconds of something cool to be you know and next thing you know they're thousands and thousands of views and their followers that, are going crazy that like that actually happened to me and phil we went out to this stupid ass lake out in ohio and he it was his first time he had his torquedo on his sholey and he jumped a beaver dam, and I did it in slow-mo and put it over a, a, a Miley Cyrus came in like a wrecking ball. It got 15,000 views. It was like eight seconds long. 15,000 yeah. views. And, like, that was the only video I ever posted that got more than 182 views. It's yeah. it's wild, man. It's wild what takes off and what doesn't. Yeah, it's <clears> – <throat> I want to get better with it. I actually uh, – I touched base with – I found someone selling another GoPro – on facebook that i was gonna buy and one of the guys i follow on instagram uh brandon he's uh dust off fishing he he runs like the the battery packs like the yellow text and everything so i was asking him about them, how he likes them and stuff the only thing with me is i'm just always uncertain of if i do that i stand 90 percent of the time i'm fishing because I'm on a lake, I'm on my AP, like I'm on spot lock and all that stuff. So I can, I can stand and fish. Like that's, that's what I love about my, my kayak. So I was like, oh, I could get it and I could, you know, suction cup it to the front and like have the yellow tech up there and, you know, six hours of runtime and all this stuff. And it's like, but the camera angle is going to be like pointing up at my junk the entire time. Like I, you know, I'm not going to have good angles. Well, Van actually likes that angle. Yeah, I know. I'm aw I'm aware. But three three BR Power Sports has this thing, dude. I got so like I don't do you remember that setup I had, Greg? No. So I made like a pole to put to mount my GoPro on with some PVC from the department store. And I bought this case from three BR Power Sports. It's like it's for external power and it's a like a waterproof housing. Um solid material. I think it's a, a aluminum machined aluminum and uh it's got like a 48 inch cord so like you can and i run it to that battery that i i have a pro guide nine out nine amp and i put it in a box with a switch and it runs i was tired of changing batteries like my battery would die and i would just say fuck it and my camera just wouldn't run the rest of the day and yeah. i did that and now i can just let it run all day long and then just let my three hour four hour long videos sit there unedited and so but yeah i i i'll second what he's saying i've been using 3br power sports cords um since i started um they make a lot of different cords for a lot of different cameras okay. i'm partial to the dji cameras because after owning a dozen well less than a dozen but almost a dozen gopros i was tired of the file corruptions i was tired tired of the overheating issues um and I switched over to DJI action cameras. And since then, all of those things are don't exist no more. I don't ever have file corruptions. 
I don't, I, you know, I mean, if you're running connected direct to power, it doesn't matter what action camera you have. You should take your battery out and run it direct to power. Because yeah. if you leave your battery in, then it charges, which makes it heat up while it's using it, which makes it heat up while it's compressing files, which makes it heat up, which will cause overheating with any action camera. But you'll have far less overheating issues if you remove that battery. I was having with my GoPros, I was having overheating issues even in cold weather because of I don't, I mean, I don't know. I like to film in at least 1080, but I, I just, I had so many issues with the GoPro. I switched over to DJI, but 3BR is fucking amazing. 3B, like everything yeah, they, they have, make is fantastic. And, and okay. they have those housings and wires for like, like he's saying, they for multiple cameras, yeah. not just GoPros <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I thought he was on Bless mute, you. bro. That's great. Or that was, a, was that your sneeze that finally popped out of there? Or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hold on a second. Hold on. How do I mute this? <laughs> ben, what's going I still on, think buddy? I I still think uh, Van Tyne should just hold the GoPro in his mouth and sit on the front of your kayak. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> like a but, Yeah, but it's it is like I I want to do it because I would like to try to make some. I mean, I bought a nice laptop to be able to do that with. Uh, Greg, so if you flip your cameras. So from the horizontal to the vertical, do you if you flip them, does it change the ratio they they film in? I don't know because I've never done that. I've always I wear a chesty all the time, I, so I've never tried does, to change the I aspect it, or anything. You, I, I think it does, but you can also change the ratio to film in. Like so you can one, make it whatever you want. Well, not whatever you want, but there's like with four the, or five with the DJI cameras. Hold on, Ben, did you go fishing today? Yeah, I did. So we caught uh, two smallmouth, and uh, then I handed the rod to my son, and I showed because I we caught the fish, and I was like, "This is where you have to cast it. Do this drift." And he was he he had never used a, a spinning rod before, so he was learning that process too. And uh, so he did drift. He ended up catching like a twenty-four inch carp. Nice, that's wow. awesome. Yeah, that's, he that's went nuts. That's yeah, super cool. Yeah, you guys see the time. screen on that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so if I flip it. Okay. So it just gives you but when it's in when it's in this orientation, it sets it up already for Instagram reels and TikToks and shorts. Oh when it's uh... in this orientation, it's it's in lands like that landscape mode. Yeah, I feel like long I got long... you. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about these DJIs. Okay. That's actually yeah, really that makes cool. For quick work. Yeah. Yeah, I um it really is just like I don't know. Like I said, I I thought about hooking it on the front or even if I put it on like a, you know, the track mount or something on the side, but it's the camera angle. And then it's like, well, I could get one of those pan fish and put it like above me like Colton does that it's always filming like from behind at like that angle, but I'm like, well, that's kind of the whole point of a chesty is like then you, you know, I I don't know. I'm I found someone selling another GoPro 8 for like 100 bucks, so I was just going to grab it and figure it the fuck out and, you know, see whatever I'm going to do with it. I don't know, but... Just put, like, I'm 10 trying to... on your kayak and figure it out. It'll yeah. I'm trying but to I convince Dar Darnell to sell me <laughs> his GoPro and his case separate from him. He's selling, like, a whole package. I'm like, just sell me your camera and your case. Yeah. My freaking... <laughs> dude, my 9 fried. I fried my 9 somehow. I bought it off of Butcher a couple years ago. 
all the I beat the ever loving hell out of it, but I just can't get it to turn on now. So yeah. I don't know what I did to it. I mean, but... I I have not had the issues like Jake has, and like we're going way on on a tangent here, but I don't care. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of normal, but I I've never had issues with mine. I mean, I go to Erie and I have fished in freezing fucking cold weather fishing for steelhead and i've never once had a problem other than just obviously the battery dies quicker whenever it's you know fishing in low 30 upper 20 degree weather and everything but i just keep a i have a little juice box that i charge three batteries at all times and whenever it you know clicks off i pay attention to it because i'm like okay i look down i'm like oh crap i'm at three percent okay don't make this cast like grab your battery then you know, then make that cast. So that way I don't catch something and then have like the fish of a lifetime with, uh, with nothing. That is great. I, the Island boy TRD hula stick. I stole that from someone and sent it to you guys. It is fucking gold. It's so good. Accurate. Yeah, it is. So you, when did you start doing all your YouTube stuff, Jake? How long ago? Uh, I guess maybe it's been three or four years now. Okay. Um, I started out just with like a rear over the shoulder view. Um, and now in 2024, I have a net cam. I have a forward facing, I have a rear facing, I have a chest cam. I have an over the shoulder and then all the while I'm typically going live on TikTok. So I have like five or six different cameras running on my boat at all times. I have to laugh. I've been up on them lives a couple of times while I'm at work. I've seen you in there. Yeah. I have to laugh. I watched um I watched one of Jeff's videos and he's using like the same like camcorder that I would use whenever yes. I was out hunting and stuff back in the day that was on like a camera arm off the tree. So stubborn. It's so just like... stubborn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's listen. so it's so great. But I just see it and it's just like just all on like a little U arm, like right in front of them and everything. I'm like, that is so <laughs> He you, just you guys, he epitome- you guys know I love Jeff to death. Like he's he's like a father to me. But he's like we, everyone's we, dad. When, yeah. when, I was gonna say, hold it before the the camera stuff that he uses, it is it epitomizes like the dad culture. Like yes. he rolls up to the dock in white new balances, like our air monarchs, and puts on his, you know, old school like redhead boots, and you know, that's just what he does. Like when when we go fishing together, I'm typically behind the camera most of the time. And he gets so angry and frustrated with me. Like if I move the camera or if I like shake it all. And I'm like, the whole time I'm like, Jeff, like if you had image stabilization like the new action cameras have, you wouldn't have to worry about the fact that it's 38 fucking degrees and I'm shivering. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, buddy. Like. <laughs> so now he doesn't ask me to go fishing in the wintertime anymore because I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's fun. Like I said, I I want to do a little bit more with it and I kind of want to gear it towards just being, you know, nothing special. And that's why I've, I've said about it before. And I think it's even on my description of YouTube, like just have fun making videos and throw them up here for you to watch. Like, I, I don't care if I have two views or 20,000. I have one hunting video that I don't even kill anything in that has like 30,000 views on it. And I don't understand. I honestly think that someone bought it and just, I have all of these views. Cause all my other ones have like 600. My buddy, one of my buddies was like, man, Greg, like you have a 
one of your views has, you know, ridiculous. I was like, dude, I have no idea how that video has that many views. Like, it's nothing. It's, you know, deer and muzzleloader season, like single degree weather with my buddy and I in a double tree stand freezing our nuts off. Like, it's nothing special at all. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'll, the person I'm going to try to buy it off of has kind of somewhat ghosted me for the past two days. So it may not even come to fruition, but you know, that's good old Facebook marketplace. Oh yeah. I got to get <laughs> better with the money drone. more bourbon. What's that? Ooh. I got, so three... you'll just spend the money on bourbon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got three bottles in the mail today, so, you know, just slowly working up there to, to next level. That's all. Yeah. You're now you, I am not on TikTok. I know, like Brian said, you go live on there. I mean, you just said about it as well. How has that been? Because that's, I don't want to, Instagram sucks me in enough. I don't know if I need another platform that is going to just consume me because I know how I am that I'm just going to be like, scroll, 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 scroll. So, I mean, I, I, um, I like it because it keeps my interaction up when people come in, in and out, um, and they're, you know, talking and stuff like that. So it, it makes the, God damn it. I'm going to sneeze again. It makes the, um, it makes the, I guess the downtime between catching fish, it makes it happen, you know, go by faster. And, and I found where I've even been able to make YouTube videos inside my YouTube videos just from talking about something on, you know, TikTok live, like someone's like, Hey, you know, what kind of line do you use for this? And next thing you know, I'm sitting there talking to the camera and I'm talking about a presentation like, Oh, well, you know, if I'm using X, Y, and Z, you know, this is what I'm throwing it on. This is the rod that I have and the speed of reel. And next thing I know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself like, that's, that's a, that's a whole ass YouTube video right there. Like that's five minutes of me doing, explaining something. And then, you know, two or three catches later, then I'm panning to the rear camera and showing it on the rear camera. It's like, well, that's, that's a fucking YouTube video. It's an instructional one, which isn't what my channel is designed to be. Like, I'm not trying to teach anybody anything. If you want to watch it to enjoy the, the river, like I'm, I'm celebrating the Susquehanna and I'm celebrating the fish. I'm not there. Like, I'm not attempting to teach anybody anything, but um, you know, that there's, different aspects of you know being live and interacting with people that things that people want to know or want to ask you that if they're just watching their youtube video or your youtube video they can't they have to put it into a comment but if they're live they can say it right there and if one person's if one person's asking it someone else is probably thinking it. you know four or five others that are asking you know thinking it to themselves too so uh yeah the that that part of it, I definitely I'm interested in and everything. And you're sitting here talking about this stuff and I failed as a host. And these guys know why I'm saying that because <laughs> we have an icebreaker question for this podcast that I did not ask oh. you at the very beginning because we kind of let's break the ice. Yeah, we've already broken it. But Jake Harshman, why do you suck at fishing? I'm doing my best to try to be more like Ryan. <laughs> that's the best answer so far. <laughs> that is that takes the cake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming that came from Ryan. Did that come from Ryan? No, it actually came from my buddy Nick because oh. 
Yeah, just no, with getting like people on here and just, you know, this is not anything special of a podcast. Like it truly is just buddy that we've wanted it to be like buddies getting together. Like they're sitting around a fire, drinking beers and shooting the shit about a day of fishing. And that's he was like, dude, you know, it'd be great to ask someone if they first come on. Why do they suck at doing the thing we're going to talk to them about? So, I mean, if I'm being serious and being honest, the, the one thing that I really, really am not good at in terms of fishing is being patient. So if the bite is some sort of finesse, weight, you know, dead stick type of thing, you're going to see a big old goose egg from this fella because I, I, have, zero, I have zero patience. Fortunately enough, I live Dang. on a river system. It doesn't require me to have much patience. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I, t- I try to learn some of that patience from Randolph, man. That kid can sit in one spot for four hours yeah. and dead stick. It's insane. Jeff's no, the same way. No, no, thank you. I mean, I will throw a mm-hmm. net rig if I am waiting in the conoquinessing and, you know, just doing some wet waiting in the summer because that's what works. And that's what I, you know, that are a little you know, mini max chatterbait or something, but I have not had good luck with it whenever I've been out. Now, don't get me wrong. I will drop shot the living shit out of a lake if I want to catch some fish. Right. And that is a, but I don't fish that slow. I, I know we've talked about this before on here. I don't use the drop shot as a slow patience bait. Like that is a search bait for me. That's a bomb the cast out there as far as I can let it hit the bottom and just start popping it the way back through like that cast takes me a little longer i can't say like a little bit longer than like a jackhammer or a crankbait but i mean it's not like a 10 minute ordeal it's a you know 30 45 seconds and i'm casting it back out there again so yeah um i can understand that yeah you were talking about presentation and i i could be wrong with this i thought i have seen or i heard have heard you talking about um a bait company that I am familiar with. And I said, I could totally be wrong because one of the things that are very popular on the Susky are spinner baits. Have you used battle baits? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I thought you have. And I actually went back through their Instagram today to see if like you had tagged them in a post and I just got lost in the, the scrolling and I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to ask them later. Cause I, I know that I've <laughs> heard you talk about them before, but yeah. How, how good is their stuff? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> and we're done. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> Next topic. Let's go. Um, so here, here's the thing. Um, you know, their, their suppressor spinner bait, uh, it, he uses, I think, like a 0.32 gauge wire, and his the blade cupping that he has on his blades is is perfectly matched to it. They run they run perfect in the water column. So you'll get some spinner baits. <clears throat> There's a couple of different things too, like the blade arm length that he has on his spinner baits is is everything's everything is like. There's a lot of attention to detail into that spinner bait. Some spinner baits you get they'll run through the water kind of at an angle and the hook will be down and the skirt will be straight back and the blades are fluttering up near the top. You know, they're just, but that hook is way down. So there's other spinner baits that the blades will be not heavy enough and it'll run kind of up where the hooks angled up a little bit. 
not the battle baits. Yeah. Battle baits runs level in the water column all the time. Jake, is that who makes that one that I have? Yep. Probably. Did I give it to you? Yep. Yes. He yes. he's like here, Jake. That was before. Uh, was that before the Allegheny? Yeah, that's actually yeah. what I caught all my fish on. All yeah, the he he one. was like, yeah, Jake gave me this. I was like, that's battle baits. Like I yeah. I, I didn't I, know because you yep. were just like, Ryan, take this because I stopped out there and he was like, take this, try it out if you're struggling, you're you'll catch fish. And I got fucking fish. Yeah, my it's, it's a great spinner bait, man. Um, <laughs> have you thrown the minigun yet? I have not. I haven't gotten any either. I I want to because I love the way that thing looks. Like it, it the profile is perfect. It's so it looks so good. Um, my best day ever on a tournament day was with the Gizzard Shad swim jig. That was up at Wilhelm this year. I put um eighty five inches in the boat with that swim jig on an absolute shit like disgusting weather day, and that <laughs> it was thing. Gross. That thing, I quit. Hammered. I quit. Yeah. You Do you remember two years ago when when the Nolan Briners came out here and put a clinic on in the Hobie BOS? Yep. Yes. So I came in third in that tournament, and um, I had thought that, like at noon on Sunday, I thought I had it won because 187 <laughs> inches on the river is pretty pretty tough to beat. I think I yeah. had 187 and a half. I was like, God, like I, this one's good. Done deal. I was not, I was not good. Um, I ended up finishing third in that, in that tournament, but in that tournament, all but one of my keepers came on the battle bait suppressor. Yeah. It's, he does such a good wow. job with that. And um, I, I don't know. I, I have not, I didn't get out for like a fall feed this year. Cause typically for the, whenever I go out on the lakes in the fall, I love throwing a spinner bait. Like that's one of my, my favorite things to throw. It's what I've had some unbelievably good days on. Um, that did not happen for me this year, just of, you know, work family, everyone knows how that is. So, uh, but I, I wanted to so, so bad cause I bought a handful of stuff off of him um this year and i think it was it was on like black friday and my wife and i are like okay like we're not spending money on black friday like you know we're being responsible about this and like i looked and my carts loaded up with like a hundred and like thirty dollars worth of stuff and i'm just like three hundred dollars yeah i was just like don't (laughs) hit the just don't hit checkout like you're just don't like ask for it for christmas ask for it for your birthday like just the last the last order I placed with Battle Baits was over three hundred dollars. <laughs> it does a quick look over the shoulder, like oh, I might get punched, but it's better to do it and ask for forgiveness later. True, uh, she has not. She has not noticed that <laughs> I did that yet. So I'm trying. To... Yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah. The Gizzard Chad is. Uh, <laughs> it was a great color. I got the spinner bait and the the swim jig with that, and I like that day on Wilhelm turned me into a swim jig fisherman. Cause it was fucking yeah. awesome. It was so good. Uh, so why don't we, why don't we talk to you for the real reason we brought you on here? And <laughs> other than, you know, 
just to have normal banter talk about a amazing river that you get to fish on the regular, which is super shitty for us <laughs> West Western PA boys. Yeah. It sucks so bad. <clears throat> right. I mean, you got, you guys have the alley. I mean, listen, I grew up fishing the yawk. So yeah, yeah you did. I mean, I, yeah. I did know that you had roots over here. So I grew up but, in um, Vanderbilt, Pennsylvania. I used oh, to fish okay. the yawk three, four times a day or a week in the summertime when I was out of school. Um, that's where I, I, you know, that's where my love for smallmouth ended up coming from. So I know what it's like. I know that this place is special. The yacht can suck it. (laughs) I'm not a huge fan, but I see some fish that come out of there, man. There's some, there's some big fish that live. Well, you know why I'm saying the yacht can suck it. Yeah. 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 I, I flipped my shit in the yacht this year. So no, that was. Oh that no, that was a Kiski. Yeah, that was a Kiski. Yeah, and that oh. and that river has some tanks in it now too. Yeah, it does. I my first tournament that I ever fished, and I came back as an adult after I'd moved away from the area. Um, I went back to the Yawk and fished the tournament there with KA. Um, I mean Russell Johnson ended up winning it, which <laughs> surprise uh, shocker. Um, <clears throat> but I I put in it at Phil's Knife and Gun Club in Dawson. Um, I'm sorry, Phil's nightclub. And uh, then <laughs> I floated down to wherever the takeout was, I think in Leighton, Smithton area, maybe. I'm not sure. But I ended up flipping right around the, the Leighton Bridge in that real, real deep hole right there. I flipped the Predator PDL completely upside down in about 20 feet of water um, and had to write it back. It was not. Uh, mm. It was it was a tricky situation. Yeah, I mean, mine was on the Kiski. It was high, high er flows were up, and I got a whopper plopper stuck on the front eye of my rod, and tried to do the like, let me put the butt of my rod back this way, and like it do this sad. right here, and literally like the YouTube or not the YouTube, but the uh, GoPro video, you just see like me like, oh fuck, and like, <laughs> blub blub. I mean, I have great video. It's really awesome, yeah. but you know. That me like paddling down the river trying to grab my crocs like you know it was, it was a good time but awesome. yeah actually yeah the yawk I, I didn't mind i caught my biggest smallmouth on the yawk this year so that's pretty cool man yeah smashed a whopper plopper it was awesome all right so we are van time when's the when's the date for this april 6th, 6th? 6th. okay april 6th sorry i'm making a bottle baby's crying Oh, you're good. So we are the KBCast. That's the first event for the River Series. And it is going to be on the... All right. Is it the Juniata? The Juniata? It's the Juniata. Juniata. Okay, it's the, the Juni, whatever the hell you want to say. Try to say the Susquehanna. Dude, I've, Susquehanna. I've heard people call it... I've heard people call it the Juanita. I've heard people call it... The, I've the, heard the, that, Ju- too. The Juliata. Uh, and I'm like, there is not a fucking L in the name. <laughs> like Juanita makes more sense than fucking Juliata, but um, they've called they've called it a lot of different things. But I mean, it's an amazing fishery, separate from the Susquehanna, but connected to the Susquehanna. So yeah, uh, you know, uh, real quick side story: my first nursing job, my preceptor's name was Juanita. So um, <laughs> yeah, so Juanita it is. Yeah, oh, so the Juanita. 
So <laughs> the event is April 6th. It is, there's a, there's a catchy name for it and it's a conjunction with mid Atlantic, uh, KBF. Yep. And you, before we got on, made it sound like it's going to be an unbelievably amazing day. If you can get on the fish where, so where are your other tournaments? How many tournaments do you guys have in your series this year? We have five with a championship at the end. Okay. Where are the other ones located at? Quick run. Put me on the spot. I got you. Hang on. Oh, we got goodness. yours in April. Come on, director. Get your shit yeah. together. Well, this is the first <laughs> time I'm doing a podcast with a crying baby. So I mean, I can sec. tell all you right. so we where got, all mine are at. We got <laughs> the Yacht in June. So we have, so PA, you obviously know how the PA laws work with spawn and stuff so the rivers are tough to do um, right. because the lakes lakes you can do whenever as long as it's piney or eerie and that mm-hmm. takes care of your spawn month so we do pre-spawn bronze insanity with you guys in april and then obviously spawn season and in june on june 29th we have the york river july 13th we have the clarion river and then the end of july we have the kiski and the Kahnema, and then in August, we teamed up with Drew and Kayak Adventure Series to do the North Branch. So, out of all the other rivers that you have, even probably, I would even say, out of Erie or or Pomatuning or wherever else that the Lake Series goes, I feel like this would be your best chance to catch a one hundred a one hundred inch bag. It is not unreasonable to go up into the Juniata and expect to catch your best five over a hundred inches. In I'm totally in agreement with you. When I saw dude, I, like I said, like I was telling you when we I reached out to you, I saw you guys put that out there and I was like, I have to reach out because. <laughs> oh, the, the joys of baby. Joys yeah, of he, being a new father. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. He, um, because we had a little powwow after our season when that was what November, Ben. Yeah, November. Yeah, uh, that we had a little get together for everyone that fished in it, just to come and you know shoot the shit, drink some beers, eat some food, talk about the year, talk about what everyone would like to see moving forward. And Ryan brought it up to the group at that point. I don't know if he fully had said that. Um what it was i feel like he did i think that he had said about partnering with uh with ma and ma ma kb i'm pretty sure we had our schedule ironed out in the first week of november um, yeah I i'm think pretty sure waited, that's where it came from so we waited a little bit to put it out just um just to kind of let things settle down from the season but we kind of had an idea where we were going to go and what we were going to do because I mean, like you guys, you guys have a, a tough way of fitting everything in with all the other different entities, but we have even more out here between, you know, the the different clubs that are out here and more and more popping up every single day. Okay. Um, scheduling around, you know, trying not to hurt their attendance, um, trying our best to work with the ones that want to work with us. Um, <clears throat> so we had our we had our schedule ironed out as far as where we wanted to go. But the dates changed a little bit, I think, um, from the, the initial down to the 
when it finally came out. But I don't feel that there's a better time of the year to fish the Juniata than late March, early April, even into late April. Um, hell, even really into May. The struggle with the Juniata starts to become in the summertime because in the summertime, the grass beds in the Juniata are so thick. So and then thick. after the end of summer, they start pulling up and then you can't even fish there. Yeah. I mean, you, you can go up there and fish, but you'll, you'll go in the Juniata and you'll look down in gin clear water and like six feet of water. And there'll be the biggest smallmouth you've ever seen in your life. But he's sitting inside of a grass patch that has 2.8 million little tiny minnows swimming around in it. I mean, oh, good luck. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's not going to eat whatever dumb shit you put down there because he's got all all that other real shit, like real, real shit right in front of him, you know. Um, and then on top of that, it makes it really difficult with that grass. It makes it really difficult to get your bait to them in a in a way that is going to make them want to eat and not spook them. Um, so the Juniata becomes really tough to fish in the summertime. You can catch all the small fish you want to catch. You want to go catch 12 to 16 inch smallmouth in the Juniata. You could spend a whole day up there and probably catch 200 of them little some bitches. But the big ones are they're they're big for a reason. They're not stupid, you know. Um, but in the springtime, the big ones that live there, the it's like the, deer, deer and rut. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, you got you got Nate. You're not I don't want to say native, but you got you got fish that live there all year long, and you also get migrating fish. And I think one of the biggest things that you have there is when you put that many big fish into a into a river system that's that small. Because it's small in comparison to the, the Susquehanna. But when you put that many big fish into a river system that's that small, it gets real competitive, which means they get real dumb. Yeah, 21, they're eating 22. anything because they're like, I have to eat this or they're going to eat this. Right. I mean, it, it the Juniata is insane in the summertime, man. It is fucking or, um, it's springtime. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. We got a weird April, dude, for smallmouth. We got that on the ri the river side at the beginning of April. Then the end of April, we're hitting Erie. So yep. smallmouth, dude, we're starting the year off right this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it 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 could be a big April for you. Um, yeah, like it's it's it wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it's un. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's unrealistic to go to the Juniata and catch a six pound river smallmouth. It might only go 19 and a half inches or might only go 20 inches, but it might be six and a half pounds because of the fact that it'll be pre-spawned. Yeah. This is like, why did we have him on? Like, why did I agree to have him on? Because I am, I am limited. I am limited to the number of events I can fish this year. And I was like, I'm just going to focus all on the lake because that's where I have the best chance. Like I love moving water. I love fishing for smallmouth. <laughs> I just am not really good at doing it with the kayak. And now it's like, Oh yeah, you could catch a fucking six pound small mouth. Like let, yo, it's no big deal. It's like, if you all right, which, fish, which fucking event am I going to like ditch on the yeah. lakeside now? So I can go and fish the if you don't goddamn come fish river. The Juniata, I don't ever want to talk to you ever again. Oh god damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, I'm telling that's the whole Greg, that's the whole reason why I reached out to him. I was saying that like 
when I saw them put that up on their schedule, I was like, there's no, cause I, and you can even ask Ben, like I was wanting to do that. I wanted to venture out and get our trail further out East, but in, in small pieces at a time, like you can't just go all in out there. Cause you just, we over here don't know what we're going to get when we go out there. So yeah, it's tough for us. And when I saw that event, I'm like, Jesus criminy, like the, the big fish that push up there, in the spring it's just phenomenal like i mean it's it's literally like the first week of rut when you just see the biggest bucks rolling around like idiots chasing puss that's like how these fish push up in the juniata and just go they just run and go and it's similar to a damn like like your runs up north when you go up for salmon and big browns and shit like that it's It reminds me of that because they just funnel in and just go. See, I, it's like, I don't stand a chance of even think of like winning something like that where like instantly now that you said that, it's like my thought would be like, damn, I could take my, uh, my eight weight sweat rod out there and start swinging Dude, some streamers and, uh, and see could. what I could get into. Cause that would be fun as hell to catch a five pound smallie on a, on a fly rod. But I'm pretty sure, pretty sure that's, how I learned how to catch smallmouth in cold water was from Jeff Little talking about the appendages. He said, you, you find like in a, in a streamer is exactly what he's talking about. You let something like that float down through and all the little feathers on there just start waving around in a little current and they'll just pick it up. Yeah. It's <laughs> all right. Am I getting rid of Shawnee or am I getting rid of high points? I mean, one of those two's out, I guess. So I'm getting rid of Shawnee. <laughs> okay. <very well>. Yeah. <laughs> but all right well yeah i might be uh making an adventure out out east now that's that's fun oh what's he doing he's pulling up up some big ass fish he caught on the river trying to get me to last last april on the juniata that was a juniata that looks funny yeah right yeah real photoshop yeah (laughs) here's another photo of it i don't know if you can see that oh yeah that's giant that was, um, I mean, that was 21 inches and she went almost six pounds. Yeah. One of the, uh, last year I ran into a couple dudes, Jesus. uh, up on Elk Creek and we were fishing together and we started, um, just bullshitting about fishing and everything. And I knew that they we were, you know, obviously like, Oh, check this picture out, check this picture out. And they have fished out there before and done some floats and everything and I told Andrew, the one kid, I was like, oh, yeah, hey, uh, I'm going out to the Susky. I know you have fished it and everything. Like, these are the areas that we're thinking of doing floats. You know, what's, you know, have you had good luck through here? You know, any anything I could possibly just give me something to be like, don't go this area. You're going to flip your kayak or like go this route because there's definitely going to be fish here. And he said he was like, do you have limits of uh, can you go up the, the Juniata? And I was like, uh I think we can, but I'm floating with other guys. So, you know, I'd have to actually like paddle my ass up there and everything, but he was dropping me pins along there. And he was like, dude, you could catch some monster fish in that river. But that was in what, when we do that September. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good in the fall, but it's, it's better in the spring. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I forever am a firm believer that this, the pre-spawn anywhere lake or river is better than the fall feed. I, I will always believe that. 
Mm. I will always I believe it. I wouldn't agree with it in the Susquehanna. And, I would agree with it in the tributaries of the Susquehanna. Because yeah, that, yeah. a lot of our a lot of our fish migrate up in and this this is speaking to the Juniata why it's gonna be so good. And I mean, if anybody has actually listened this far, they need to pay attention to this part. Like <clears throat> the the tributaries here are much, much more stable than the river in the springtime, right? The river will fluctuate. It'll go up and down a lot with snow melt from up north, with spring rains. Um, you know, you'll have a significant amount of fluctuation in the river, which makes it where the river's not as good of a spawning ground as these tributaries that will have far less fluctuation, right? So any tributary of the Susquehanna River in the springtime will load up. Certain tributaries will sense. load up a lot more than others that because makes- of because of what where their water is running from, right? So if you get a tributary with a lot of farmland along it, a lot of wide open farmland, that tributary is going to be prime time spawning ground because the sunlight is directly hitting the water. It's directly hitting the runoff. The runoff is, is on a warmer ground temperature because it's not shaded by trees. The water isn't shaded by trees. So that warm water, even if it's a degree or two, I mean, Ryan, you can attest to this. Sammy was just nine months pregnant, right? Yeah. At nine months, was she pretty fucking irritable? Yeah. Yeah. Did she want to get rid of that fucking baby? Like, just get out of me, right? Well, that's exactly how these fish are feeling after having, you know, carried these eggs all, you know, late winter into early spring. And they're fat and they're gross and they just made a huge migration. Like, all they want to do is drop these eggs. So they're going to look for that area that's going to be more conducive to them dropping the eggs and the eggs surviving more so than the areas that don't, such as the river. And then you also have, you typically will have about three waves of spawners in the river because the fishery is so big. The first wave will almost always be the biggest fish because they're alpha. I'm going to go first. I'm fatter than you. I'm due. I'm busting at my seams. My butthole's popping out red. Like they're going to go first, right? So they make that migration. As they're migrating out, the next group is migrating in. That's that's just what they're doing. And that's why the the the, the tributaries of the Susquehanna become so amazing April and May. Even in the latter part of March, if we have a, a warm spring, your your tributaries are going to be loaded. It's stupid. Um, that makes sense. Why the fall feed's better on the susky? Because yeah, the fall feed not, on the susky is a lot be better because all the fish are here and they're all competing for the same bait. In the springtime, the the spring feed, sure you could say it's good, but I mean it's good depending on where you go. Like it's really good in the Juniata. It's really good up in um, a few of the other creeks. Um, the Conan de Gwinnett is close to me. The Swatera is good to me. You can catch them really good, really far too. Like you would be surprised how far these smallmouth from the main river will travel. I have a creek out here that does the same thing miles and it's far, far smaller than Swatara. Like it's tiny. Miles? Like to uh, the two, like a, if they can well, make it 30, 60 miles. Mine's, like they, mine's about. 
the furthest I've got mine was at about 13. But I'm telling you, like, I, this is a trout stream. Most people fish this as a trout stream. It's not something that yeah. people would even think that bass <laughs> are going to be up in. Nope. If they can make it, if they can make it, they will go up it. Just, just it's that's why it's as good as it is because in this area they're well the Kiski dumps in here too, but in this area there's two options and in my spot and the Kiski are the two options. Yeah. yeah, I believe they're actually the only two tributaries in in my pool in pool five here on the Mon. No, nah, the Allegheny. I live right on the Allegheny. The, yeah, I live right, right at the mouth of a creek, across from the Kiski, right below the Freeport Dam. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it it has some big ones. I found that out. Yes. Those are those are my redemption fish for the year. Actually, I was after I flipped my <laughs> shit. That was a shit day. Yeah. So it definitely sounds like I'm going to have to be adjusting some scheduling god damn it when, when dude, is... i'm telling you it's worth it it's way worth it i mean here i'll put it to a- you this way april man. 6th we... i'm off ah, stop fishing in the junior audit god there you we, go we opened up 60 plus miles of river for you to come fish that's, from the mouth of the up. susquehanna all the way up to i forget the name of the town but we I opened up 60 60 plus miles of river um, the only place you can't go is into the Susquehanna. McVeigh Town. McVeigh Town boat ramp. And the McVeigh Town boat ramp is a launch boundary. You can go as far up it, up past it as you want, but you have to launch in McVeigh Town. Um, the other launch boundary is the Amity Hall boat ramp, but you cannot go more than a mile and a quarter downstream past the mouth of the Susquehanna River. Because we don't want to we don't want people going into the into you know the juniata and then going to a completely different tributary which is possible to do that's kind of how like we're conforming to you guys like rules and boundaries for this one but like that's kind of how i set the river trail rules and boundaries is like we're highlighting this body of water like i want people to be able to explore a little bit but i definitely want the focus to be on like that specific body of water right yeah, and, 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 and this time of year, you'd be foolish anyhow to go fish anywhere else on that river. Like to go from the Zuniata to the Susquehanna. I, I mean, you could catch fish. You could definitely get into fish. It's it's the Susquehanna, but well, that time of year, the Juniata is going to be weird. So, I I could I could I probably like weird. I could probably well I'm going to disagree slightly. If you if you launched into Juniata and you went down to the mouth and scooted down to Sherman's Creek. That's a, that's a haul. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a two and a half mile haul, but what you would find in Sherman's Creek is a higher concentration <laughs> of the same thing that's in the Juniata. Yeah, it it it's it's just it's insane what happens in these tributaries in the springtime. How many um, people do you think you'll get in yours? Um, I would I would like to think that we'll have fifty plus. And oh, that's I what was I gonna say. Did. I think I think they'll pull sixty. I, I, that's what I think. I think they alone will pull sixty. It, it's it's hit or miss <sighs> because you got to realize a lot of our guys in the MAKBF, a lot of our guys are not smallmouth guys. We have a lot of largemouth guys. We have a lot of tidal, you know, tidal river, yeah. upper Chesapeake Bay guys that are not familiar with 
the river systems as much as some of us are. So it, and that's, that's one of the things like, you know, partnering up with you guys made so much sense for us because we don't know if our core base is going to want to brave the cold in early April to go yeah. fish a river that they've never fished before. Yeah. I got um, eight, I got like six guys that are like diehard river dudes and they will not miss. They're, they're going to be there. I know they are. They're, they're, I refer to them as the yuck boys. they'll be there the one thing so one thing we tried to look at with our schedule was putting people on the water at the best possible time for each fishery right the juniata deserves its own tournament because of what it can produce the only time you can really fish it because the pennsylvania laws with spawning and everything like that is in that early springtime the 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 shitty part of that is it could be cold it could be fucking cold. You might have to wear a dry suit, right? But man, I'm gonna crawl inside yours, Jake. You can crawl inside my dry suit, but <laughs> a wind rider. The, I'll show you what a real wind rider is, bud. The the juice the juice is certainly worth the squeeze, just because of what it can produce. Um, you know it. It's the Juniata is going to be an epic event, even if we don't hit the mark of what I'm thinking we'll hit. I think it'll it'll set a precedent for years in the future to say this is big dude this is big because it hasn't happened in our state yet not for a river because Uh of the laws like it's nobody's ever taken that chance to go out that early like it's i the other thing that i was always worried about too was the safety thing like i feel like as an angler if you're not comfortable with it don't do it and that's what i convey to our anglers like I'm going to put some weird stuff out there for you guys to fish because it's worth putting out there because the reward is there. But right. if you can't do something, don't try, or if just make sure like that time of year, I was, I was thrown around the idea of doing that event in April or before season closed and making it a mandatory team event. That way I can guarantee nobody is fishing alone. That way there's right. somebody with somebody all the time. So that's my big thing is like, you know, the, so, and like you said, the precedent of what this river is going to show our anglers in this state. Well, obviously, some of your most of yours, I think, are out of not even from Pennsylvania. Um, like it, the, the river is going to show out. I know it is. It's going to. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have so you're going to have the Juniata early April for us. Um, and, you know, at the very end of April, we're still going back to the title Potomac. So we're still trying to appeal to our guys that fish both, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, but the, the fact that the, the Juniata could be unsafe, like it could be unsafe weather conditions. And that's a huge factor that we, that we took the risk on saying, okay, well it could be freezing temperatures. And if we lose participation because of that, I respect that because someone's making a decision on a boundary that they have personally that they can't come fish it. But the reality is, is that the guys that do show up, they're gonna have guys or girls are gonna have an amazing time because mm-hmm. I would much rather fish in shitty weather anyway because that keeps all the fair weather fishermen off the river. So I hope it fucking snows. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that would be that would be pretty crazy just cruising down long and like I I want to <laughs> have goddamn Torny X pitchers with snow on my fucking smallmouth. That's what I want. Yeah, that'd be sick. That would be cool. <laughs> 
Looks I mean, like I, a, every time we do uh we do an Erie event and then you open it up to the main lake and then you get up there and it's thirty mile an hour winds coming out of the north and you're like, Oh yeah, everyone's <laughs> gotta be in the bay now. Yeah, I've I've been there too. And that's you know, that was another thing. It's like I tried because I was I'm a big proponent for pushing the boundary, right? I'm a big proponent Same. for pushing the boundary. And although safety <clears throat> is important to me, I feel like safety is an angler responsibility and not an organizational one. Um, I'm going to put you on a body of water. It's your determination as to whether or not you can fish it safely. None of this shit is safe. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little of both. I, I like to, if it's that it's just not safe for anybody to be out there. Like I agree with that. Certain conditions, yeah. certain conditions can dictate, but you can die in July just as quick yeah. as you can die in April. Yes. Yes. So I, I, maybe I like, a little quicker like, in April, but you know, <laughs> people to go do what they can go do, whatever they're comfortable with going and doing. If that's you, you know, if you're not comfortable with it, go put in and fish 20 feet from the boat ramp or whatever until you work into it or whatever. The nice thing is 20 feet from the boat ramp on the junior attic can still be 95 inches. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, so, I'll be like, I'll be out of my kayak in the same shit that I am in like steelhead weather, like just layers under layers underneath my waders and like, you know, freezing my nuts off and trying to catch fish. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a good time regardless of what the weather conditions present. Um, You know, the only thing I really think that's going to, that would, would make the tournament get postponed is if we had like an epic flood, which we have no control over that. No one does. Yeah. Um, you could have that in July and it, you know, it's, it'd be the same way, but um, I would say a, a, a partially flooded river is probably a good thing. Yeah. Because, you know, springtime, dirty water, high rising waters, that's going to make it even an even better bite. And it's going to congregate the fish into places that are going to be tighter. easy to find. Yep. Even so, tighter. you know, it's, I, you know, there's a big risk with it, but man, this river is going to show out. I'm confident because I've I seen it do. happen for the past five years. Every spring, every time I go to the Juniata, like I know if I go to the Juniata in the springtime, I'm almost guaranteeing myself at least one 20 inch fish that day. Man, that'll be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be making some changes to my scheduling. You should. <laughs> should. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna try to Jake. Okay, I'm gonna try. All right, just bring a box of chatter baits and have fun. That's that dude. That's right up my alley. <clears throat> that chatter baits are uh, they're a staple. I'm throwing the wacky. God, shut <laughs> up! Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Actually, I'm back there to you. I catch at least one with it. I'll I'll grab myself if a. It's, if it's if it's up and muddy, I won't. I won't throw it unless I find a nice little comb pocket, which I'll throw kind of what I'm going to be looking for. I'll start throwing big old six inch fucking mag drafts and see what happens. There you go. There you go. And it's gonna, it's gonna be it. Yeah. Those work. Those that, work. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I blame Ben on that one. I'll, I'll blame Nick for my bourbon. I'll blame Ben for my swim bait problem. So. <laughs> Ryan, I'm not gonna blame you for anything because I'm not throwing a fucking wacky rig. So, dude, I showed you. <laughs> I called that fish. I called it. I said, "This is how you do this." Oh, dude, I'm telling you, the shit's magic. 
Yeah, for you. So elementary. That's why I like it. I was going to say, that fits you perfectly, then. That's the thing. That's the problem. It just fits you I, unbelievably perfectly. Let me let me throw the stupid half Senko, or Senko <laughs> that I put a hook in the middle of it, and I'll catch a fish on it. But uh, whatever, it is what it is. So that, yeah, sounds like the Junior is going to be uh, a pretty epic, epic event. How far away is that again? Like three hours? It's yeah. I mean, really, the the boundaries that they have, dude, it can be two and a half hours, two hours. And I think I did the math. It was two hours and fifteen minutes to McVeigh Town from this area. So just depending on where right. you go, I mean, any further adds a little bit of time because you're going further towards Duncan. So. I mean, I could do a turnaround in a day for that, I guess. So yeah, it's not bad. It's not All right, bad. It's guess doable. I'm breaking the old bona fide down off the ceiling. Yee yee. Uh, so actually, that just made me think about it. What the hell do you use? I like. I'm I'm a complete idiot whenever it comes to kayak and. No, I shouldn't say idiot, but I'm not as into the know of what Van Tyne is with like, you know, every model of stuff that's coming out there and everything like that. What is what is the one that you typically are running out on the the Susky? The kayak brand? Yeah, like because so, it's a um last he's year he's got a special one. Yeah. yeah, last year Innovative Sportsman, who is a previously he's done installs and he's made a lot of like motor accessories and, and mounting accessories and stuff. Um, he, he developed his own kayak. Um, it's an inflatable kayak, Okay, but that's what I it's, thought. Pro- it's probably more durable than most, uh, most rollable boats, boats. Um, it's, you know, it, it's not lightweight. It's an 85 pound inflatable because it has multiple layers of 1000 denier fabric. Um, it's made out of the same shit that whitewater rafts are made out of. So it can withstand rubbing on rocks and point, you know, sharp pointed stuff. Um, but it's, it's basically a wide open canvas that you can adjust however you want to adjust it. Um, it has full length track from front to back. It has, um, three sides that you can mount to. You can move the seat as far forward or as far back as you want. You can put two seats on it if you want. Um, it has a little recessed area in the back where you can install the motor. So the motors, you know, kind of inside the boat but it's still stern mounted. Um, it gives really, really tight turning radius. Um, and yeah, it has like those two, the pontoons that they like, they yeah. run down the side. So the motor kind of like tucks in. It's tucked them. inside the pontoons, which yeah. gives you, it, it's, it's more or less just a, a turning radius thing. Like you can turn basically within yourself with foot, foot controlled steering with a, you know, a stern mounted motor. Um, and because of the fact that it's an inflatable, it drafts super shallow. Like I draft two inches of water to float. Dumb in. shallow. Yeah. Like I can float through an area in two inches of water. If I raise my motor, um, my motor sticks down about a foot, but it, it's also, a, it, you know, because it's stern mounted, it can kick up. Um, I mean, it just, and the other aspect, of, and this is one of the things most people don't consider when they're talking about, uh, you know, a kayak is the stealth capability that you have with a, with an inflatable boat compared to a rotomolded boat. If you hit a rock with your rotomolded, rotomolded boat, boat, 
it makes a loud noise. Don't you know, like dung or you know, even if yeah. it's a bass filled noise, it's still a loud noise. If I hit something with my inflatable, it's like you know, yeah. it doesn't make yeah. a noise. Like I can I can get through areas that a lot of people can't get to <coughs> um quicker, faster, easier with less, you know, less strength. If I have to get out of my boat and and pull it through somewhere. I'm only pulling it through an inch and a half to two inches of water versus you trying to, you know, drag yours up and over a set of rocks that's covered by an inch of water. I think, I think Trey, Trey really hit the mark on that boat because, um, and I know you weren't the only one that had this issue. A lot of my friends that ran a different, and I'm not talking shit because the product's a great product, but they ran the same boat that you had and had major issues with, what you were having issues with like fish fins just popping small holes I'll, you can't I'll see say them or... i'll say it you want me to go ahead and say it because I, I don't i don't care i don't i don't work yeah, for nobody yeah it's it, it's a problem that and i it, it, and the problem is is because i don't think that boat was designed it's, for it's a what recreational we do. boat yeah so it's what not ryan, designed for what we do what ryan is referring to hobie made an inflatable um, called the I-11S, which was a great boat. It was a mm-hmm. great boat. The I-11S was a 1,000 denier material. It was it was durable. It was, you know, the seat could have used improvement. The rudder system could have used improvement. But otherwise, it was a, it was a little fucking tank, right? You could do anything you wanted in that boat. And then Hobie really, really, really skimped whenever they took that boat off the market and came out with the iTrek 11. The iTrek 11, by definition, is a is a recreational boat. It is not a fishing boat. It is not something that you can give to an angler and expect that angler to trust it and 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 take it out fishing for a full season. Because I can promise you, I've done it. Um, the whole reason why I had to get off the water at noon during the Hobie BOS, where I took third place where I was leading whenever I had to get off the water was because I rode up on a rock that gouged the underside of my boat. And I was floating back down to the launch, like a fucking taco because I had no air in the center chamber of my boat. It is not a fishing boat. I don't care who uses it successfully. They don't use it in the areas where I use it, where I can reasonably, you know, say, Hey, yeah, it's a good idea to go get this boat. I would that's, never tell anyone to go get this boat unless they were sheerly just a recreational kayaker that was never going to put their shit to the test. That's why I think Trey nailed this boat because the, our market, like kayak angler specific market, needed an inflatable that could withstand a kayak angler. I mean, yeah. that uh, unfortunately, that boat from Hobie wasn't designed for what we do at all, not even the, remotely the, close. The Innovative Sportsman Osprey boat was also in, it was in pre-production phases when Hobie released that iTrek 11. Um, Jeff Little had had one. I had had one for a little bit. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Jed Plunkert is, but he had one for a little bit. Trey had had one. And you're talking about four anglers right there that literally have no fucking regard for their equipment. We will just destroy it because. And not to mention Jeff Little like when when he says these anglers that had these pre-production models you're talking over a century of, of experience fishing on on that area of water 
Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> the other thing, too, when you take into consideration the places that Jeff takes his boat, Jeff is the guy that will park along the side of the highway and drag his kayak down a right fucking embankment there. full of river rock <laughs> through briars to the river on the right of way because it's legal and it puts him at the best possible spot. Like that's the kind of shit that this boat has gone through. Um, yeah, he, you know, he nailed it, dude. It's and and like uh, I, when I came and fished your uh, or the what was it the the native power hour, mm-hmm. I wanted to really get a close look at it. I wasn't in the market for it. I just wanted to see it, and because it's it, it's a it's something that was needed. That boat is something that was needed for sure. And I'll tell you guys, that thing is solid. It's not like like the iTrek was marketed as a backpack carry, take it wherever you want to go. That the Osprey, it can be broken down and, and transported, but for us, it's more realistic to leave the thing inflated, you know, yeah. top it off. That boat is rock solid. And like he was saying, it it it's I think Trey has a couple videos of him fishing with his kid. Where he's like taking it over like some wild shit, like just running it right over rocks, just to show that it can just go over rocks in the water. I I could not be happier with the the what this boat allows me to do compared to what others have allowed me to do. And the nice, you know, one of the nicest things about it is that anybody can make it fit and work for them. Because mm-hmm. you can literally move anything you want to with with track. There's a twelve full now, length. right? Yeah, there's a twelve foot version, but I, I I'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> I'll talk about that. But the full length track allows you to move your seat wherever you need it to be. You can put your foot controls wherever you need it to be. You can put a crossbar across it because that's the common thing everybody wants their fish finder directly in front of them. You can do that with it. You can do so many things with this boat. It can be a big water boat. The only the only place this boat doesn't do well is in the wind because it's an inflatable and it doesn't have a keel. So you can and get pushed around a lot on top of the water. With, with the wind. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't feel like there's a downfall of this boat. Yeah. And um, watching some of your videos and stuff, it, it definitely was just like, man, I mean, Ryan, you know, alluded to it and was just kind of like giving you shit about it of, you know, fishing in around Harrisburg of like the pillar, the birch pillars and everything like that. And I, I don't know if you remember me telling you, Ryan, I was like, after I did terrible out in the Susky, I was like, I should have just went by myself and went where I've seen fucking Harshman fishing by those bridges and everything. <laughs> like, you know, I could have taken my AP and just figured out how the fuck to do it and could have like went there and just went on spot Dude, lock and you, sat I, like pretty sure Jake throws a chatterbait at the pillar. And it falls and catches a fish. I'm pretty sure. Out yeah, of I mean that's that's all that's it is. It like it just it just falls down do. and it hooks a you know 19 inch smallie every goddamn <laughs> not, time. Not so. all not all bridge piers are created equal. <laughs> I'll say that. He's... Um, so real quick, if I can touch on the 12 foot version because I have the 14 foot version. I'm partial to the 14 foot version. It's technically 13 feet nine inches, but it's the Osprey 1436. That's a 14 feet long, wow. 36 <laughs> inches wide. Um, there is a 12 foot nine inch version out and, and it's great for someone who doesn't have enough space for a 14 foot, but I will tell you that you are going to lose some speed and and efficiency in the 12 foot version. The 12 foot version 
is a little bit easier to maneuver because it's shorter, but you lose, I don't want to say a significant amount of speed and efficiency, but length of wetted surface when you're talking about propulsion, especially in the stern mount, you know, area, um, that length of wetted surface is huge when it comes to, to your speed. And the 12-foot version will squat a little bit more with a stern-mounted motor, which creates more drag against the bottom. So you do lose some speed and efficiency with the 12. I would I recommend you the 12. That. You said it. You said it more of like a at an a, angle, a steeper angle. Yeah. But if you're paddling, if you're paddling, I feel like you're going to be able to maneuver a lot better in the 12 than you are the 14 because there's less boat to move. But the way I would basically say it is if you have the space for it, get the 14. If you don't have the space for it, get the 12 is, hmm. is the way I tell people. Yeah, it looked like um, a it looked like a really awesome setup. I saw the the video of Jeff whenever he tried to um the one they had like the hand mounts to control the everything um yeah. and stuff. It was just like, man, that that actually looks pretty damn cool to be able to just yeah, move around the uh, the water like that. I wanna say it was my native um big bass power hour tournament video that I showed um some of the extreme capability of that osprey. I was fishing in the Harrisburg area um, because I woke up late and I was like, fuck it. I'll just go to my normal, go do my normal milk run of shit. And I ended up going up from where the Conned Gwinnett dumps in. There's a big rock ledge just upstream from where the Conned Gwinnett dumps in the river. That rock ledge is not easy to navigate. Almost any rotomoted boat that you would have once you got to that rock ledge, you would have to get out of your boat and then drag it up through some areas. There's no way that anyone could paddle up through it. Like not even Drew Gregory could paddle up through it because you're going to, you're going to, you're going to dig out on rocks. I was able to trim up my torpedo to where it was about six inches underneath the water. And I was able to run up that, a, a little shoot of rocks like a of water where the waves coming around the rocks and never had to get out of my boat. And I was up there a lot quicker than somebody that would had to get out and drag their shit up through like the way that I was just, cause I, I literally hit, I hit the shoot. As soon as I got up one level, I had to bank right. As soon as I banked right, I had to bank left. And as soon as I banked left, I had to bank right again, just to get through the shoot. Otherwise Walking I was going to, I was going to hit rocks, but Sounds I did like that. Like, yeah, it was basically, it's basically just like dolphin. Um, but you know, doing that in that boat, like once I did it, I was like, I looked back and I was like, I couldn't have done that with any other fucking boat. Yeah. Like there's no other boat that I could have done that with. That's, that's so, very awesome. It's, it, it fits where you fish and everything. 100%. And that's, you know, goes back to doing the stuff that you feel comfortable in and everything like that, where, you know, on the lake, I love my AP because I'm I'm going to get people in a paddle a pedal boat will run laps around me in that thing like without a doubt. I mean, I've done it to my buddy before I got one. Um Nick had an AP 136. I had a Vibe Shearwater 125 with uh I had a Hobie drive in it and I blew past him out on Arthur whenever we went fishing together. But whenever it got to him picking apart a ledge and sitting in spot lock and just hammering fish after fish as I'm getting blown into the the bank and having to reset. It was just like, yep, I want something that does that. And a week later I had my AP. So I'm actually considering getting like a, 
um, one of those, um, what's the trolling motor company? Newport? No. Mentos? <laughs> no. Wow. Um, it's the company that makes the spot lock for um, kayaks. Motor guide. Motor guide. There we go. I don't know why I was draw drawing a blank with that, but I was considering getting a motor guide to put on the front of my boat to fish lake tournaments only, just for that yeah. reason. Because it I, you know, getting blown around in the wind kind of sucks. Yeah, it sucks yeah. a lot. We, so, yeah, the motor guide is is pretty. Legit. Yeah, you run one. That's right, Ben. Yeah, the motor guide. You can run that motor guide with like a one one hundred amp battery, longer than you can run, uh, like a a torpedo. Like it, yeah, I'm sure it just goes that you, you lose, you probably lose speed, but that's the difference between a 12 volt motor and a, you know, I think the torpedo is an equivalent of a 28 volt for what I have. Yep. Um, I have the 1103. So, I mean, you're obviously going to lose a little bit of speed, but what you would make up for in terms of just being able to fish a lake more efficiently and not yeah. get blown Which around, now, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it, it does it. I mean, it's like, uh, you, I mean, you, you can run. I I run both motors at the same time, and I just use spot lock when I want to use spot lock. Realistically, you can just go around with that that motor guide, and you're good. And then I got um, I got a, I love my, one of the powers, and then I'll be able to use my my feet to steer. I can just lock that thing in, and I'll be good to go. So yeah, it's, it's it'll be a game changer for sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it, but I gotta. I gotta fish more lakes in order to make that something. Yeah, fucking same here. Dude. <laughs> just, same just, here. Just go out the go out the knock a mixing and throw those big baits, man. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't say that. Didn't yeah. Say that. You know what's yeah. funny about that lake is Backyu. He actually knows that lake really well, and he went mm -hmm. out there a couple years ago. Joe Backyu, he's a friend of mine. Oh, okay. He actually yeah. he he's the one that got me into kayak like tournament fishing, and. uh he went out there one time and fished one of Eastern's events and fucking hammered it, dude. Just out of nowhere. Nobody knew who he was. He like grew up out there or lived out there for a long time and fished that lake, like picked it apart. And he went out there and fished this event and just blew him out of the water. And everyone's like, who the fuck is this guy? I am convinced the next state record largemouth will come out of Nakamixon. There were, there I've, never, I've never even seen that lake, so I, I can't speak on it. There were 30 pound bags caught there in the spring. That's, that's yeah. insane. It's, wow. Yeah. It's, hey, we, we see, uh, yeah, we've seen weird things. We, we, we had a guy win Erie <laughs> with a bag full of largemouth this year or last year. So, yep. I called it too. I told we, we you talked about happen. it. Yeah. We, you it was gonna happen. Yeah. We, we said it would be an awesome thing if it ended up happening. And it was like a podcast yeah. right before that event. And sure enough, Mike went up and did exactly that. So, it's awesome. Yep. Uh, all yeah. right. Well, I don't know, man, Wilhelm, Wilhelm might do it. I'm Let's do it. Let's have a big bait challenge. Knock a mixing versus Wilhelm. Let's do it. I'm down. Yeah. That'd be pretty. I mean, we could we could do it live like Scott Butcher used to do on that five live. That was dude, that was the coolest yeah. shit ever. I wish we could really figure was. out a way to keep it. I wish that. it would have stuck around because it was a pretty yeah. cool feature. It was pretty cool for kayak fishing. I yeah. mean, there are some what what was Zach's fish? 22? Twenty two? Twenty twenty two, yeah. He caught it. And the motherfucker caught it on a purple lizard. A six inch purple dude. lizard. <laughs> <laughs> it was so like, there, there was uh the past 
four years, there's been eight plus pounders cut out of there every freaking year. It's just well, so Will, Wilhelm has a really good shad population. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah, big fucking and, shad, dude. Yeah. And so, so does Nakamixon. Yeah. Um, the thing about Nakamixon, I think, um, you know, it, it's such a it's it's a man, it's a different kind of fishery. I I know a guy who who has you know just in twenty twenty three, he has over. It's either over 15 or over 27 pound largemouth in Jesus. his boat just from Nakamixon. Yeah, that's that's, that's pretty freaking awesome. And they're they're there in numbers. Like where's that? Would, at? Um it's like way out east. It's well, like yeah, it, middle Jersey, eastern basically. middle southeast, eastern Pennsylvania. Southeast of Allentown, not very far from Allentown. But like you, dude, you can you can go there, and if you hit that place the right day in the spring, I'm certain that there's a couple ten pounders on beds. You know, yeah, and, and our our that. state record largemouth is only eleven pounds eight ounces, yeah, three ounces maybe. But because I've paid attention to it the past couple of years, because there's another little sneaky lake out here that I like to fish that has guaranteed has a state record in it too, but. I think if I caught that fish there, I probably wouldn't even turn it in because it would be unfair to that fishery to do that to it. Mm, <laughs> one of those, one of those little spots, eh? It's only I know, I know a spot like that. Yeah, it's only 140 acres, man. It's only 140 yep. acres, and 75 percent of yep. it in the summertime is unfishable because it's all grassed Dude, over. I, I I got hooked up with a spot exactly the same, and I tell you what. It's fucking weird, dude. There's some big fish in the place. Yeah. Yeah. You you caught a couple out there. Well, we are gonna start winding things down. Uh one, because we just are, and two, I have uh coyotes to go chase tomorrow. So we're gonna <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I got like tournament this weekend so yeah i'm gonna go it's, try to it's, nice. it's a good thing that we're closing things because i've i've basically confined my wife to the bedroom for the last <laughs> hour 45 minutes and i have to pee i don't let her come out you know whenever i'm talking about fishing she has to stay in the uh, fucking bedroom <laughs> as far away as possible uh there's there's my sound there's my sound clip for uh the headliner thing that i make she stays fucking way as possible uh, all right so as we have the icebreaker at the beginning we have uh questions to finish things out here so five questions uh doesn't have to necessarily be rapid fire but they usually are number one jake what are you listening to whenever you're on your way to go fishing old school r&b r&b like what, what we talking here? nothing wrong some soul music, even older than that, bro. Soul music, one hundred percent soul music. Dude. Oh, old, old. Yeah. Wow, that's oh, a that's a complete different one. Yeah. All right, that's how you know my dick's long. <laughs> <laughs> There's the sound bite. That's the one we're using. That's it. That's, it. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. Um, <laughs> All right, so this is based more, I guess, probably for us out west. So, well, I mean, I guess you were in Hershey. 
it, it, I'll say it, but if you have to mention the other one that's not as good as this one, then that's fine. Uh, what is your sheets order? Or I know you guys have that stupid Wawa no, out there. I, no, sheets is better than Wawa. We have sheets. All right. Um, <laughs> my my sheets order. It what what time of the day are we talking? Are we talking morning? Or are we talking evening? What uh, we'll say. What is your favorite sheets order? Day the grande burrito, MTO, um, eggs, bacon, tomatoes. Oh, dude, some hot sauce. You're making my wiener move. <laughs> boom, 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 sauce. Too, right? boom, boom sauce. <laughs> How quickly do you have to shit when you get on the water? That's an added quickly. question. That's so an added question. Can, can, can I prolong the podcast for just a few minutes? I got to tell you a story from this spring. Oh my god, I have it on video too, but it's never going to make it out. So I'm fishing in the Conda de Gwinnett, and I had just had a Sheets MTO burrito maybe an hour beforehand, right? And I make a cast on the Conda de Gwinnett, and I'm like, I feel that. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that ain't good. Like, I might, I might have to go back to the boat ramp real quick and go visit that portage on because I wasn't very far away. But I was like, you know what? One more cast, right? So I reel it in, whoosh, and then it was like turtle head popping out. I'm like, oh god. I'm like, that's not good. Like, and then at that point, like I still had line in the water, and I was like, fuck it, I'm doing this. I'm fucking doing this. I jumped out of my boat as I'm pulling down my shorts, fucking shitting, just <laughs> blowing out of my ass in chunks downstream. Yes. It gets worse. Oh, I heard oh, about no. this. Wasn't it there somebody worse. fishing downriver from you? It wasn't a fisherman. Yeah. So I'm 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 in like 55 degree water, right? With my shorts down around my ankles and shit blowing out of my ass. And here comes this lady walking up the trail from the boat ramp with her three dogs, who she then throws the ball out into the <laughs> creek, and they go chasing after the ball just downstream where my shit's flowing to. And now she wants to have a fucking conversation. Hey, how's the fishing today? Meanwhile, I'm squatting in 55-degree water, freezing my fucking nuts off, and I can't stand up because if I do, she's going to call the police for indecent exposure while her dogs are playing in my shit water. <laughs> oh my god and there's the sound bite like it just keeps getting better well the dogs are playing in my shit water yeah. it was an interesting situation waiting for her to leave so i could stand up and put my shorts back on and go back to fishing oh boy so it's one of the things i've said is that i i drink coffee at home actually my wife just bought this uh like mushroom coffee stuff it's like it's good. Like it's really good actually. Um, but I will not drink coffee or I mean just basically coffee. Like I will not drink a coffee before I go steelhead fishing or anything I'm gonna have waders or if I'm gonna be in my kayak. There is not gonna be a drop of coffee going into my body that morning. And I am clockwork to go to Erie. I get up, get ready do my business at home we stop in edinburgh at the rest stop like right past edinburgh do my second round of business there i'm yeah, good to go for the day like good to go that like that colon's clean bro yeah i'm I'm set man i'm good to go for the day that's my buddies are always like jesus greg like it's like hey man i my body's on i'm on schedule right now we're good it's gonna be a good day um 
All right. Question number three after the uh, poop, poop creek. Shitwater creek. Uh, <laughs> if you can only take one rod, one lure to, I'll say river for you, un infinite amount of lure, what is the rod setup and what lure are you taking? Uh, Temple Fork Outfitters, seven foot four, medium heavy, moderate fast with a half ounce chatterbait on it. With a baits reel? Baits reel. Probably the 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 goat one uh one fifty size left hand retrieve with thirty pound braid to an eighteen pound fluorocarbon leader that's about uh, yeah, yay long. And if we're gonna get real specific, the Z Man Chatter Spike trailer on it. I Ooh, just got like some. Of, I just got some of those yeah. actually. Yeah, I just got some, and uh, I had Cabela's points to use, and I just got bought like you know, like two or three packs of them. I also like the Yodo worm, the ten thousand fish Yodo worm. That was my trailer for the majority of uh, this past year, and I did really well on that one. I mean, there's a new I, chatterbait trailer coming out here from a local bait maker that I think is going to. Probably take Drop over the name of the favorite. maker. Um, so we can I, relax, fucker. I will. <laughs> I'm already looking. Um, tac- tactical fishing company. Um, he he's a bait maker out of Maryland. He has, I think it's called the MRE. Um, but tactical fishing company. He has made a chatterbait trailer that he's been testing for about the last year and a half, and I think it's going to be the fucking tits. Okay. He just spe- I'll, I'll put it this way. He just spent thousands of dollars on a multiple mold of them. Okay, I'll have so, to uh, you know, keep an eye whoa. out for that one. That's we all. I mean, other than Van Tyne, we all love the chatterbait. So <laughs> I'll throw it. I fuck around with it. Yeah, but, but that's about all I do with it. I was gonna say you don't find out. Yeah. We find out. You just fuck around. Yeah, I just fuck around. Yeah, yeah. He does the in with a wet mop. Yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hook my trailer. The wacky, I literally you you wacky, wacky rig your uh, your trailer for the <laughs> that motherfucker's the wacky rigging Yamamoto Zekos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn. All right. Do you have a favorite fishing professional? Um. I mean, I know you're a YouTube star, but you you yeah. gotta have someone that's more popular than you. So. <laughs> I, I would I would say. Quickly, Gerald Swindle. Okay, I I like that. I like G Man. Definitely like G Man. And the last question: What is, if you have one, a dream fishing vacation or fish you would like to go after? Well, uh, since I've already done the one, I'm gonna I'll go with the latter of the two. It would have been a tie between peacock bass and redfish. Um, and I've fished for peacock bass a number of times already, and they're fucking amazing. So I have not fished yet for redfish, and I want to go and catch bull reds. Dude, since. I'm going to a wedding in June in Charleston. Yeah. And the dude, the buddy of mine that's getting married, he said, bring your kayak because we're going out one day. So I might be able to make that happen. Man, that makes yeah. me wish that Nick was on here. Uh, my buddy Nick, that's the co-host of this. He grew up in the Houston area, and they would go out all the time in the bays down there and fish for reds. Like that's how he started and grew up fishing was fishing for them. And he actually 
I think it was last, I don't think it was last year, maybe the year before he went back home and took his kayak and took a guide out. And he was like, dude, he was dragging me through like six inches of mud with our kayaks, but we would get back to these far back areas and get into these like tailing reds and everything. And he's like, I had an absolute fucking blast with it. There's only two freshwater fish right now that I would rather fish for than smallmouth bass. Um, and I, and I don't want to say that I would rather fish for redfish than smallmouth bass because I don't know. But peacock bass and shoal bass would be on my list above smallmouth to go target. Are you and making that happen in, in May, dude? You're going to go down there? I'm not, buddy. Um, All right. We'll talk offline. I, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this question came from Ryan. We'll, we'll throw number six in here. How much money did you make from selling Christine's waypoints on the Susky? I, I make more money. I make I make more money selling Christine's fit, feet pictures than I do her waypoints. <laughs> and there it is. There it is. That's what we were trying to get to. Yeah. Oh boy. Between her Dude, and Silva Johnson, a... they they pay my mortgage. <laughs> oh man. It He's all... about to work out a deal with Wesley next. My <laughs> new car. Oh, you guys just bought new cars. Congrats. We did. We got a new truck and she got a new car. Nice. Here for you guys. Well, uh, Jake, where can people find you at? What are your socials? Um, it's it's basically either my name, Jake Harshman, on like YouTube and Facebook or on Instagram and TikTok. It's PA.kayakbassin. Um, those are the I try to keep it fairly simple. PA.kayakbassin's been that since the beginning. So if you cool. search that, it'll typically pull up my name and then everything's linked to everything. So if you go to one, you can find all the other ones. Nice. Well, I very much appreciate you getting on here tonight with us. I appreciate you guys taking the time to have me on. It's, you know, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Plus absolutely. I got to see Ryan's pretty face. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, uh, I can't wait. April 6th. Let's go. Sir, Big fish yeah, coming. Good. Yeah. But it's going to say, hopefully, be able to see you uh, in April. Yeah, because... you'll, you'll be there. We'll see you yep. April 6th. Yep. I'm You're gonna... coming. Yep. I'm taking one of the lake events off. I'm allowed to fish five this year, minus the championships. So Shawnee Lake is gone and Juniata, here I come in April. So there you go. All Money. right. Money. There we go. All right, boys. With that, it's been a good night. It's been fun as always. And uh, bastards are out. Everyone take care.